Welcome to the VoxGig podcast. We talk to people in the developer community about developer relations, public speaking, and community events. For more details, visit voxgig.com slash podcast. All right, let's get started. Today, I am speaking to Rohit Gumari. We talk about how he got to 59,000 followers on Twitter in pretty much one year. And then we talk about how the number of Twitter followers you have is not actually that important for a developer advocate. Instead, we talk about a day in the life of a developer advocate, what the work involves, and why you do need to be a generalist, because you end up doing so many different kinds of things. Finally, we talk about how your first time public speaking is definitely going to be the worst, but after that, it's all gravy. Okay, let's talk to Rohit. Rohit, welcome. Welcome, Ed. It's great to have you here on the Fireside with Box Gig podcast, talking about developer relations. Um, I got to start. I got to start right away. Uh, I'm so jealous. You have forty nine thousand followers on your Twitter handle. <laughs> Let's start with that one, right? What's the story? How did you go from zero to four forty nine thousand? Yeah. So, hello, Richard. First of all, and thanks for having me on the Box Gig. Uh, awesome. It is one of the best developer uh, podcasts for sure. Thank so you. Thank talking you. about uh, talking about Twitter stuff, so it kind of uh, like it happens randomly. So uh, I, like last year around the May, uh, I started creating uh, writing just random stuff about DevOps, like what actually is the DevOps and what actually is the cloud native cloud and how I started my journey, how I learned these things, uh, and that's how. I how I learned this, uh, so I started to share it publicly. That is, learn in public and sharing it public for everyone. So, being honest to the audience, on audience also loved that uh, content, and I didn't ask for follow at the start. Like I didn't ask, so it was like uh, they were learning from the content and they were hitting the follow button, follow button. And that's how, like, uh, in just like uh, three months or something, I gave uh, gave up to like around ten thousand plus uh, followers, and it was too fast. <laughs> I was also shocked. So yeah, wow, that, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So after that, it was just like uh, daily posting the content. Like, uh, if you if anyone wants to grow on Twitter, it is simple. Like, they just have to uh, write. Uh, pick up any any niche uh, which is they are uh, familiar with, then write daily content in the form of a threads or tweets. Be genuine, don't copy or something that that will not help for sure. And uh, follow the others, but uh, make your strong own content. So that's how it will proceed. Other than that, make quality connections. Uh, miss, I got my job, previous job from Twitter. So <laughs> that is one of the quality connection. Yeah. And yeah. that can bless you in any different ways. Like having social media presence, uh, it is not compulsory, but it is nice add-on to your profile. Uh, I would surely bet on that. Uh, but before joining the solo, I didn't have like uh, followers or something. It was just like 500 or 600 followers. At that time, Solo reached out to me on Twitter by checking my Kubernetes content. So it is nice. Like Twitter is working really nice. Now I just share the daily content on different DevOps things, cloud thing, and random trends, technical trends. And it is now 49,000, I guess. Uh, so yeah, if God blesses, we'll yeah. reach 100k <laughs> one day. But that is not a goal. <laughs> 
It's very, it's very impressive. Okay, so let me let me get this straight, right? You you went from 500, 600 followers to forty nine thousand in about fifteen months. Yeah, twelve or fifteen months. Yeah, for sure. That's that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Hire this guy for your developer relations. <laughs> if you could do that. What are you? What are you waiting for? Um, okay, but from what you said, it sounds like the secret is consistent posting. So, how many times a day do you post? What What do you post? So, at the start, I was quite uh, means like quite consistent and uh, being on the point. It is like I was posting twice or thrice a day and uh, weekly there will be one thread thread you know like uh, there is w- one tweet yeah. and you know that different tweets so one thread per week and say, twice or thrice uh, tweet per week per day uh, that's how I posted uh, like at the start but after six months I didn't have that much time to post regularly but only like one one tweet a day or two tweet sometimes a day that's kind of so do you is it is it you I mean you also have content outside of Twitter right articles blog posts yeah. about yeah. cloud computing uh all that sort of stuff are they deep is that deep technical content Yeah so uh I I create the technical content but one of the famous blog of mine I would say like it reached around uh, around 8 million views <laughs> so that blog is not on the uh, it's like not a technical blog it is yeah. just like how you can grab the coursera certifications for free so that blog was like i created i guess two or three years back and it crossed views like anything it was just like simple financial aid steps but yeah uh, if you um, it's like i write on the trends then devops then cloud native ai and uh, whatever the if company comes to me and they ask me to write then that is different case so do you think uh do you think your strategy would work for anyone or was there some aspect of what you did that is unique to who you are if if somebody so, wants if somebody wants to be a, a developer relations person today maybe they have 5 years experience as a developer but they have zero content that they've written um could they copy what you did and also get to 49000 or is it yeah that's what i told right uh, you need to be uh, genuine with the uh, audience it is like you create original content then only people will recognize you like okay. you can get the followers but they will notice like you are just creating the copy paste content so not a company will reach out to you not any means like you will not create any genuine uh, monetization or getting converted into shop it is it is not possible so how the things work is like create original content and create different types of content but be consistent with uh, whatever you're doing and have patience yeah. it is like this these things will not give you fruit in like 2 3 days it will sometimes take months sometimes take year but yeah one day you will uh, surely achieve your fruit of life <laughs> and did you focus only on twitter did you no. do you, you have similar numbers and uh, on other pla- which other platforms so, do you post on so means i started posting uh, technical content and everything on the linkedin first uh, 
like linkedin i started posting the blogs and linkedin is one of the platform where you can get uh, clients easier like whenever you're doing the uh, like what whatever i learned uh, i was learning the devops right whatever yeah. i was learning i was sharing it public on linkedin in the form of linkedin articles or whatever blogs i'm writing on medium i was sharing the link here i was creating daily uh, linkedin posts uh, so that helped me to reach to the right audience that converted into clients of mine as well as they converted into uh, customers or uh, many companies come means many companies employee are there right on the linkedin so if whatever you are doing are the real time use case and you are sharing it publicly they surely have that in their uh, company use cases right so they will reach out to you for like freelancing opportunities or uh sometimes job opportunities yeah so that yes. works best so other than that i create content on uh, currently on the instagram youtube and uh, also medium publications uh, so medium uh, there i have a lot of blogs uh, so that kubernetes blogs helped me to get on the job for sure because i created multiple blogs in just one series and that helped uh, many of the people to learn about kubernetes and uh, also real time use cases there so how you can deploy the application just by kubernetes and various steps right yeah okay okay uh, and i'm just looking at linkedin and so you're you have 27000 followers on linkedin which again right it's pretty it's pretty impressive well done um well here's the question right working as a developer advocate working in developer relations how how important is this because i know uh people who work as developer advocates and i've interviewed them on this podcast who would have um pretty small followings but they're still effective in their job and i know there's other people like yourself that uh are much more active on social media have many more followers um and sometimes you see jobs now for developer relations people where it says minimum 5000 followers this time <laughs> um so is it i mean what's your perspective on this um yeah so is as it, i said is it right? critical yeah as i said i got my developer relations job without any following on twitter just by random There, okay okay so yeah yeah so it, that time i didn't had any followers or something uh but yeah developer relations job doesn't mean about social media following so it should never mean if it is there in the job description i think it is red flag so uh, don't quote me on that but it is my yeah. uh, my my words like uh, my views for sure because a developer relations jobs come with a different different set of challenges you have to work with a product team marketing team uh, engineering team continuously and it is not about just social media following or marketing it is about uh, what kind of a developer you are first then you can make the developer relations for sure so yeah it is not worthy for sure but it is nice to have connections which can help you to get the collaboration activities uh, like uh, this podcast right so similarly you can make the content collaboration with other developer relations developer uh, developers are available there follow their content check what they are doing and reach out to them it is it doesn't require any followers you just yeah. have to reach out and they will surely love to collaborate with you so this i think might be a mistake that some companies are making uh mixing the idea of 
an influencer with a developer advocate they're not the same thing right right completely different i would not it's like that is some kind of influencer word in developerization for sure but it is not social media influencer for sure <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> because uh, i mean you you have worked as a <laughs> you've worked in developer relations you you've worked as a developer advocate um well let's okay well let's talk about that then right so when you were uh when you were doing that for various companies um what does you what does a day in the life of rohit look like yeah. <laughs> developer advocate right what does what does so, a day in the life look like yeah it is really funny like uh, most of the people think like we just travel yeah <laughs> but it is it is not like that like yeah. you if uh, you have to be quite active because i was working remotely right so in during daytimes i was going through the we had the workshops right so i was planning for the workshops then i was creating the technical content means i had the technical content pipeline so i have to maintain that pipeline i have to write some blog uh, or create some content for the so every day you would write a, a blog post no not every day not every but day. Okay. yeah not every day but we had the content pipeline right so to go the content out on the time we have to plan it ahead right other than that then there is a uh, what kind of content you will be uh, uh, you have to go on the website and see the if everything is working uh, properly then you have to check on the open source contributions of others so if your company is based on the open source projects like uh, you are built on top of the open source then you have to keep uh, keep eye on that projects also right how the things are working there you need to be active in the community and that's how that's how you can gain the developer experience smoother with uh, your uh, developers that is one of the thing then i my focus was on the platform advocate side right platform engineering side so i have to see like what i what exactly platform engineers are doing and how i can make their life easier so that was one of the thing then other other task was like submitting the cfps like there are after covid there are lot of conferences are happening everywhere so we have to submit the cfps everywhere and see how the things are going on and uh, in like in just uh, yeah i travel a lot like <laughs> in just two weeks i was uh, i was attending different meetups and different conferences so monthly there was around like two three two three conferences for sure so yeah means i travel a lot that is not like everyone travels a lot <laughs> uh, different yeah. things are there but i am at the age where i can hustle right so that's why uh, i was doing random things um, it's like lot of things at the same time most of the devrels don't prefer that so other than that uh, we cover the technical content then uh, documentation restructuring website restructuring uh, and then we have the content pipeline then we have meetings right so i was working remotely for the us company so my day ends at 7 pm in india night and uh, that yeah. they starts at the 7 7 pm so i have to attend the meetings in the evening and that's how my entire days go into the uh, devrel work for sure but i enjoy it a lot so yeah. that is not for everyone like no com- no 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 company will push you to attend meetings at the night or something but i love to attend that because that that helps you to see like where you are in the uh, process Uh, never never miss i i would not like to be uh, be miss like be at the back side of the whatever yeah. happening so that's how 
and other than that you have the advocacy meetings weekly and other than that you are going to conferences speaking uh, giving the talks uh, there will be another thing like you will check like what what are the sponsorship activities you can do which conference to sponsor which to not uh, as well as uh, there are different uh, means like there are three major points as mary mentioned in her diagram right uh, community then you have the developer experience then uh, education so you have to maintain that learning platform yeah. of your company if it has so you have to see uh, how the workshops will go other than that community so at the community side you have to make that developer experience uh, process smoother as well as you have to check like community is like community I means launching the community is easier but retention is lot tougher than you can imagine so ha <laughs> yes you i know, to, I know. <laughs> you have to, yeah so you have to keep an eye on that uh, other than that uh, i guess we covered everything so that that all activities comes so, under Rohit, the developer workshop yeah i have several questions <laughs> from <Sure, sure. laughs> uh, uh, so first of all um a very specific question you mentioned a content pipeline uh, have you used any specific tools to manage the content pipeline or did the companies you work for use any specific tools or was it just a spreadsheet somewhere yeah so uh, there are different tools uh, companies use like uh, asana is there then notion is there coda platform is there and then sprout social for the social medias so these are the some tools we used a lot i mean in my previous companies and if you are you on the community building and side communities so orbit is really nice for you integrating a slack or discord okay yeah so this yeah so this that, i mean that's one of the aspects of the the developer advocate job is you end up using a lot of different tools you don't just live inside <laughs> vs code or something <laughs> like that right you you do a lot yeah. of other stuff the other question that i had and this is something i struggle with and it's something that uh, sometimes people leave developer relations because of is context switching so when i like to write code i like to sit down for 3 or 4 hours to really concentrate but if you work in developer relations <laughs> it's it's very hard to get like a 3 or 4 hour section maybe if you can manage time zones maybe that helps mm. um but i think a lot of people in developer relations struggle because um it's very hard to get more than one or two hours of focus time because actually you have to yeah. you have to go to a meeting you have yeah, to write some things, content it's very difficult yeah these things generally happens when you are doing the hands on demos at the conferences you have to prepare that demos and every time you it should be unique you are putting some value into that uh but yeah for sure you don't have that much time uh, but yeah as a developer i think you need to be hyperactive for sure like your job is completely different from other developers or engineers or marketers or product or any anyone uh yeah. because you need to be hyperactive for sure so i think getting the time is too tough but uh, if you set some kind of a schedule for yourself you can get time accordingly uh, like proper time for different different uh, things you want to do uh, but yeah me time would be lot less than you can think <laughs> uh, so at <laughs> yeah, the start yeah sure. uh, at the start of joining any company you will get a lot 
lot less me time because you have to prove your company like what actually developer relations will give out of uh, is why why they should hire you so at the start of the company uh, starting of any any company you are joining that 3 4 months will be hectic for sure but after that once uh, you said uh, you maintain something for months ahead then you ha- you can gra- get the time it uh, slowly slowly you will grab it and then yeah. you will just drop it <laughs> yeah and it it raises another question again given the list of things you did <laughs> a day of the life of rohit <laughs> just <laughs> a lot of stuff um in a startup one person is just doing devrel they have to do all this stuff but then a company gets a bit bigger so should every developer relations person in the company do all of these things or should the team specialize should you have one person who's more about code and one person who's more about community what do you think yeah so thing is like uh, miss as a, if i was the i am the devrel devrel manager or director or something yeah. in the future then i would give it i would create the team for sure but i would give them time like uh, go go see what works best for you like try everything what yeah. best uh, works best for you like uh, one person can be expert in the developer experience side one can be expert in the education content creation kind of, kind of thing then another will be lot uh active towards going to the conference uh, organizing the meetups conference uh, talks cause yeah. sponsorship activities and stuff so give them some time uh they will explore and uh, if they want to specify in only one thing then surely uh means i will allow them to do because that will that will manage the time accordingly and also another thing is like you can expect the metrics from them kpis from them like what actually they are doing and uh, how the things are going and it will be easier for them to track and as well as you but at yeah. a smaller company as a startup at smaller seed round or series a or something then that time you don't have that much budget for so you have to do everything for sure yeah okay and then the next question on the same theme is if you were a developer relations manager and your boss the ceo said we need to do more more stuff more stuff and here's some budget right do you spend that budget on uh, another developer advocate or do you go to um some of these new companies that uh, write content for you and uh, or an event management company to help run your meetups so do you do you yeah i suppose on a strategy level is it better to focus on hiring developer relations people internally or do you start using the budget with external service providers people who write content freelance uh content writers event organizers um this type you know do you outsource the development of um sdks sample code what what do you think is the right strategy yeah it completely depends on the budget and the activities yeah. we want to do but hiring a developer relations other other developer relations under you will not be tougher for sure it it will not cost you more than what you can pay for the freelancers and event yeah. management companies but thing is like then you have to go through the process and uh, till you don't hire you don't think like you should you can hire the new person 
and you will not get the right person for these activities i would surely recommend to go and check it out the yeah. freelancers and uh, service provider companies like there are a lot of companies providing the devrel services but that is quite that is quite tougher thing is like you can get the content technical content in, from them you can get the videos from them but uh, you can get the some uh, organizing meetups kind of thing but getting the devrel completely different than this activities because this is the person when anyone going to his profile uh, he or she uh, when anyone they are going to their profile they will see like uh, this person is working in this company yes, so that exactly. is one kind of a benefit for sure other than that this person is can do the things uh, very effectively than any freelancer you can hire uh, any event management company you can hire but then it comes to the another problem which is like where you want to focus so if you have the set of a uh, set of a parameters created by you like you want to focus in this region or uh, you want to go to this market and you want to do the market analysis here or something then surely you can go and hire the developer relations but you just want to explore like what activities we can do and so then freelancers can be the better choice uh but yeah as i told like there are not uh, more benefits than hiring it means like there are a lot ben- more benefits hiring a developer than hiring a freelancer got it okay okay i have one last question <laughs> before we finish up which um is about public speaking so sure. uh you do you do public speaking um and it's a skill that you have to learn um so uh, the question is two parts actually a <laughs> how did you learn to do it um and b let's let's go back to rohit the the uh, devra leader um would you hire uh speaking coaches and do training for people in your team or, or would you just expect somebody who does devra job to already have the skill yeah so as a means like i started uh, public speaking on the web. like i just went to the uh, online conference and i gave the talk first time i was sweating like anything <laughs> but <laughs> yes, from the I second <laughs> from the second time it was quite common for me like after that i was going to various meetups conference yeah. and now it is a lot easier means at first time it will be tougher for sure but after that it is not tougher for sure but thing is if you know the technology if you know what you want to speak then public speaking is surely easier than what you can expect uh, that i come to know after the first talk for sure <laughs> but yeah. yeah you have to you you have to go to the stage and speak for sure at the first time after that it will be lot easier if you know the technology if you know your company if you know what you want to talk uh, and second question so would you, would i means like would i hire the public speaking coach or something i don't think i will spend the budget on that because okay. i will say devrel devrel people i means like team under me like give it a try see if it works for you if doesn't uh, we will see what we can do but yeah. give it a try you it will surely work out because i believe it will work out for sure if you if you have learned the things if you have made Mr at the first talk i would recommend you to make some uh, flashcards or something and something right. to give it a try but after that 
uh, means I didn't created anything, but that's why I was sweating, right? But I would recommend you to create, and that will help you a lot. <laughs> okay, okay, interesting. Okay, so Rohit, thank you so much. This has been uh, super interesting. Uh, if I was a developer advocate and you were the manager, I would work for you. <laughs> I'm feeling very good. I'm really feeling very good about what your team would be like. So thank you so much. Um, wonderful stuff. Okay, goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You can find the transcript of this podcast and any links mentioned on our podcast page at voxgeek.com slash podcast. Subscribe for weekly editions where we talk to the people who make the developer community work. For even more, read our newsletter. You can subscribe at voxgeek.com slash newsletter or follow our Twitter at voxgeek. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.